After reciting the Tashahud, Ta'awuz and Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih the Fifth, Ayyadahullah Ta'ala bin Asrihil Aziz stated, Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah, who enabled us to hold the Jalsa Salana UK last week. And we witnessed innumerable favours of Allah the Almighty during the three days. Even this year, we thought that due to the pandemic, we should hold the Jalsa on a smaller scale, similar to last year. However, during the last month leading up to the Jalsa, it was decided that all Ahmadis residing in the UK should be permitted to attend the Jalsa. Upon making this decision, the organisers were initially worried, but nonetheless, they began making preparations, and as I have stated, that we witnessed the blessings of Allah the Almighty shower down upon us. The Jalsa is a highly anticipated event, and there is anticipation for it all year long. The organisers have to make a lot of preparations, but when the event starts, the three days pass by in the blink of an eye. This year as well, people had some reservations in respect to different aspects of the Jalsa, and some also wrote to me and expressed their concerns. They were praying a lot, and I was also praying as were the members of the Jamaat. But in any case, Allah the Almighty turned all such reservations and fears into peace. And one such reason for these concerns was the spread of the COVID pandemic. And although this might have impacted some of the participants, but in general, Allah the Almighty bestowed His immense blessings. At present, I would like to say a few words 
in relation to the Jalsa. In the Friday sermon following the Jalsa, I usually express my gratitude to the workers and I also relate the sentiments of the participants of the Jalsa. And I also mention the blessings of Allah the Almighty with regards to the Jalsa. And so, first of all, I would like to thank all the workers who have worked selflessly since the preparation of the Jalsa until its wind-up. And they are still engaged in its wind-up in some shape or form. Also, during the Jalsa, the male and female workers of various departments generally worked according to their capacities and they discharged their duties well. And for this, every participant of the Jalsa Salana should be extremely grateful. These are the very Islamic morals that whoever benefits you in any form or is helpful to you, then you should be grateful to that person. Furthermore, being grateful to people enables a person to be grateful towards Allah the Almighty as well. Children, Adults, women and girls all tried their utmost to do justice to their responsibilities. And although some shortcomings and weaknesses were observed, however, such shortcomings can occur in such large arrangements. But in any case, it is the responsibility of the organisers to remove these weaknesses and shortcomings. For example, some complaints have been received regarding the Lejna's department of serving food and also regarding some other aspects as well. I am forwarding the letters I have received in this regard to the organisers so that they can look into this as they come and also note these shortcomings down in their red book. And every department should try and implement upon these and improve their organisation the following year. Nevertheless, overall the volunteers worked very hard and discharged their duties well. The children also did justice to their duties and I express my gratitude to all of them. MTA also provided really good coverage of the Jalsa and this time they even prepared the entire studio by themselves and thereby saved several thousand pounds. And this year, many developed and developing countries were united during the Jalsa, through which those sitting here could also see their brothers in other countries. There was a unity which we witnessed through the camera lens of MTA. And this indeed is a great blessing of Allah the Almighty and for this the workers of MTA deserve our gratitude because they showed the unity of the Jamaat through MTA to the entire world and thus silenced the opponents. In any case, I will now present the impressions of some non-Ahmadis as well as Ahmadis 
and I will also mention the blessings of Allah the Almighty and how he conveyed the message of Islam to the world through the Jalsa Salana. Abu Bakr Sini Sahib of Niger is a non-Ahmadi scholar and he is also the Imam of a mosque in the city of Niamim. He says that what impressed me the most is the people's relationship of love and affection with their Khalifa and how they were demonstrating their absolute obedience to every instruction of the Khalifa of the time. There was absolute silence during the speeches. He further states that it seemed as if God Almighty himself had instilled this love in their hearts as this was absolutely free of pretense. Then there is another non-Ahmadi, Ishaq Sahib of Burkina Faso. He says that the Jalsa today was incredible and there is nothing like it. It is no less than a miracle for so many people to gather in one place and the Jalsa is truly unique in its example of where everyone follows one Imam. He further states that whether one wishes to believe it or not, today it is Ahmadiyyat which is the true Islam and the day is not far when people will recognize this truth and enter its fold. These are the impressions of non-Ahmadis who are Muslims and whom Allah the Almighty is guiding towards us. A non-Ahmadi Syrian in French Guiana who witnessed the Jalsa for the first time. There were arrangements in the mosque for the Arab-speaking people to watch via MTA Al-Arabiya. He says that this is the first time I am hearing the message of the community and it is also the first time I have listened to an address of your Khalifa. He states that I am very impressed that there is such an organization within the Muslims which is propagating the true message of Islam to the world and which is operating all around the world under the oath to one Khalifa. I shall most certainly read about your community and carry out further research. Then another non-Ahmadi Muslim from French Guiana attended to listen to the proceedings. He states that this was my first time listening to the Jalsa Salana UK proceedings and I am very impressed. Your Jamaat is an international community. He further states that I am originally from Guinea Conakry and during the Jalsa I saw how many people were participating in the Jalsa via the live stream. But I couldn't see Guinea Conakry. I had only just thought of this when all of a sudden the video of the community in Guinea Conakry showed up on the screen and I was delighted to see that you also have a community there. He then further stated that the rights of women which your Khalifa mentioned really made me proud to be a Muslim. There was a guest from Liberia who was a non-Muslim, Bobam Delo Sahib, and he works as a manager in the electricity sector and is a very well-educated person. He states that I was very impressed by the address of the Khalifa of the Ahmadiyya community 
Prior to this, I thought that Islam does not give any rights to women. But after listening to the address today, I learned that the rights of women in Islam have been mentioned with great detail and which are not found in any other religion. I had heard previously about how organized the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is, but today I was able to witness this with my very eyes, how the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is united at the hand of one leader and is actively trying to spread peace in the world. Katebule Sahib of Zambia, who is a pastor, says that I listened to the concluding address of your Khalifa on the final day of Jalsa Salana and I was extremely moved by it. He further stated that the address of your Khalifa was astonishing. I was completely unaware of the manner in which Islam grants rights to women and I was under the impression that Islam deprives women of their rights and provides them with no freedom at all. I believe that Islam confines women to their homes. However, after listening to the address today, my view has changed completely. And I am not embarrassed at all to say that Christianity has not afforded women the rights which Islam has given to them. This is a Christian pastor who is saying this. And he then further stated that the rights which Islam has given to women, those haven't even been granted to them by Christianity. We needlessly wrong our women and deem them to be our servants. Your Khalifa is absolutely right when he stated that men are able to acquire their rights in some way or another through means of their strength. But today I have learned that Islam does not impart extremist teachings, rather the teachings of Islam are very beautiful. Then there is a person from Ivory Coast who is currently under Tabligh. He states that I have been learning about the community through various means. But the Jalsa Salana UK has presented it in a very unique manner. This was his first time watching Jalsa live on television and he was extremely impressed by the organisation of the Jalsa. He further states, to have such a large number of people participate in the programme in such an organised and structured manner proves that the training of the Khalifa has had a profound impact upon them. He further stated that I was not aware as to how people used to pledge their allegiance at the hand of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. But witnessing the people pledge their allegiance at the hands of the Khalifa today had a deep effect on my heart and I cannot describe my state. He further stated that I will now regularly listen to the sermons of your Khalifa. The Immigration Department representative of Congo Kinshasa came and watched the Jalsa. The people there listened to my address and he said that this address has made him think as to why he hasn't yet become an Ahmadi Muslim. And before leaving, he promised to continue visiting the mission house in future and to do further research about the community. 
Hence, moral training is also provided to the people through MTA. Then there were also arrangements to watch the Jalsa UK proceedings in the Morrow Mission House. Morrow is a community in Cameroon. And among those who came to watch the Jalsa was a woman named Umal from a nearby village. She benefited from watching the programme on all three days. And after the Jalsa Salana came to a conclusion, she said to all the people present there that we are so fortunate to have MTA here. It is not merely a TV channel, rather, it is a school and university through which one can learn something every day. We have learned so much in these three days and we all have the cable for MTA at home, so we should all benefit from it. She gave this advice to all the people there and regularly encouraged that people watch MTA and children should also watch it so that they can all increase in their Islamic knowledge. She also encouraged that the sermons of the Khalifa should most certainly be listened to in order to increase in one's faith. There is another account from Congo Kinshasa. The Alibu Jamaat of the community invited an Imam of Hanbali Muslims to watch the Jalsa proceedings. Upon the completion of Jalsa, he said, that in my opinion, the manner in which the Ahmadiyya community has presented the true teachings of Islam given to us by the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is the distinguishing feature of this community. I wish by some way I could become part of this community this instant. May Allah the Almighty enable me to do so. May Allah the Almighty enable him to do this. Then there is an Albanian Muslim girl by the name of Wilma, who is currently under Tabligh. She says that the Jalsa Salana UK was an incredible convention, of which the number of attendees was extraordinary. I have not yet joined the Jamaat, but this Jalsa has motivated me to give serious thought to the importance and truthfulness of this community. And upon listening to the address of the Khalifa of the time, I found myself agreeing with his words. The manner in which he presented the different topics increased me in my faith. And my desire is that I can attend conventions like this in person in the future. There is a woman from French Guiana who is originally from Afghanistan and she came to listen to the concluding address with her children. She says that we knew a little bit about your community before. However, after listening to your Khalifa's address at the Jalsa UK, brought about a completely different feeling. She says that we felt such comfort to hear how Islam, our faith, takes great consideration to afford women their due rights. She further stated that perhaps I was feeling this more because in Afghanistan, where the Taliban seek to establish Islam, Women have no status, whereas in reality, Islam fully guarantees women their rights. Then there was a non-Muslim guest from Liberia, Mr. Amos Ghunse Sahib, who is a CID commander in the police force and is a very well-educated man. He was invited to attend the Jalsa and he said that he was greatly impacted by my address on the second day of Jalsa. He was invited to attend on the second day but on the third day he came to attend on his own accord and after listening to the concluding address 
he stated that I had very negative thoughts about Islam, some of which was due to the misdemeanor of some Muslims. However, after witnessing the proceedings of the Jalsa, I have found Islam to be a peaceful religion and that the Ahmadiyya community is engaged in the service of humankind in every respect. After today, my thoughts about Islam have changed and all my reservations have been removed. He further stated that if the Ahmadiyya community came to this area earlier, then many people would have accepted Islam because of the community. There were also arrangements made by the Jamaat in French Guiana to gather and listen to the Jalsa proceedings. It is a small Jamaat of the community and a small number of people had gathered. Two Christians from Haiti who are being preached to came there to listen to the concluding address. And they said that we were astonished at the topic your Khalifa chose to speak about, that is, the rights of women. This is because the same topic we have been discussing amongst one another for the past two days, wondering what Islam says about the rights of women. We were not aware that Islam gives such a complete and comprehensive teaching regarding the rights of women. And if we had not heard your Khalifa's speech today, then perhaps we would never have learned about these beautiful and complete teachings. In today's day and age, a lot is said about the rights of women. However, only Islam truly explains the responsibilities of both men and women. These days, they are reading the book Life of Muhammad and have also requested for more literature. There is also a report from Mauritius where members gathered to listen to the Jalsa proceedings. And a member of parliament, Tania Deole Saiba, also attended, and she is also the parliamentary private secretary. She stated, What an amazing scene. I had a wonderful experience witnessing the events of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community and their culture. It has greatly impacted me how you are holding such a large religious event in a city like London. She further stated that it is also true that in light of the economic and social climate prevalent today, Religion has become of great importance and to have this large gathering where people have come together to evaluate themselves all for a spiritual purpose is a great achievement. And this is especially true because we are all passing through a time where the world faces many troubles. In my opinion, such gatherings greatly help society to trade in the right direction and to preserve high values. This was a wonderful experience for me. I have learned many things here. And at the same time, these experiences have also drawn my attention to pay heed. The new converts to Ahmadiyyat have also shared their experiences. Hawa Sahiba, a new convert from Burkina Faso, says, The clear and unequivocal words of the Khalifa of the time are telling us that after understanding that Ahmadiyyat is a true Islam, we have not taken the Pledge of Allegiance simply to bring others to Ahmadiyyat, but also to learn how we must become exemplary Ahmadis in society. And also, 
how to make our words one with our actions and strengthen our faith and progress in our belief. Some claim today that the people of Africa are uneducated and this is a woman who said that we must bring about a change within ourselves such that our words become one with our actions. This is something every Ahmadi needs to think about, whether they are educated or consider themselves to be educated, whether they live in Europe or developed nations, they all must ponder and reflect on how they can make their words one with their actions. There is a convert from Indonesia who says that the Jalsa Salana UK is an extraordinary event. She further says that I am a new convert and this is an opportunity for me to increase in my spirituality as part of this divine community. I have seen the people come in crowds to participate in this blessed Jalsa and although I have only witnessed this Jalsa on television but my heart and mind were present at the Jalsa in the UK. The Jalsa has increased my faith in this divine community and I will continue to better myself in the future. There is also a report from Congo Brazzaville stating that after listening to my address during the ladies session, the legend of there have pledged to prepare themselves and their children to offer any sacrifice for propagating Islam Ahmadiyyat. A new convert from amongst them also stated that we have spent three days in a spiritual atmosphere but we desire that every day should be like this so that we can continue to enjoy the spiritual environment. A new convert from Indonesia, Mr. Eri Himawan Sahib says that I am a new convert and after viewing the Jalsa Salana UK on live stream, I have but one word to say astonishing. I am astonished to see that there is only one Muslim organization worldwide whose branches are spread all across the world. Alongside this, they also have a TV channel that is broadcasted 24-7. I used to ask myself whether there was an Islamic organization similar to that of the Jehovah Witnesses, Mormons and the Adventists SDA Church. These are all Christian organizations that have hundreds of thousands of followers working across hundreds of countries. However, I have found my answer. The Ahmadiyya community is the one Islamic community that is spread all across the world and I am very happy to be a member of this organization. Only this organization suits my character and personality and by becoming an Ahmadiyya I can become a useful person and advance in my physical and spiritual progress. Mr. Bagu Bayus Dorin Sahib from Kazakhstan says, the Jalsa has had a unique impact on my heart. I watched the proceedings of the Jalsa Salana with my wife in a spiritual atmosphere and I cannot express in words the profound impact the addresses of the Khalifa of the time have had on my heart. Similarly, the speeches of other speakers were also very good. Ahmadis from all over the world were able to watch the Jalsa proceedings via MTA. May Allah the Almighty grant all the volunteers and organisers his choicest rewards. He also requested prayers for himself that may Allah the Almighty keep these spiritual sentiments and feelings strong until next year's Jalsa and forever. When a new convert from Zambia heard my address, he was unable to control his emotions 
and he began to cry. The person sitting next to him wanted to ask as to why he was crying, but he was unable to reply, and so he went outside the hall for a few minutes. After wiping his tears, he returned, and upon inquiry, he said, that I am seeing the Khalifa for the first time in my life and listening to his voice, and for this reason I could not hold back my tears. He further says, I am now 80 years old and I have spent my entire life living amongst wolves, in other words, amongst cruel people. Now, after entering the fold of Ahmadiyyat, I have learned that the real teaching of Islam is to spread love as opposed to spreading hate. Then, one day after the dars, following the Fajr prayer, he stood up and addressed the congregation and stated, that ensuring this mosque is full of worshippers is not only the duty of the missionary, but this is a responsibility that falls upon all of us, and all of us ought to propagate the message. Isa Gibri Sahib is a new convert from Australia, who although had done the bad, however he would become swayed by the allegations levelled by non-Ahmadis, especially the allegation that the Jalsa is an innovation. He also took part in the international bath in the Baitul Masrur Mosque and he said that all my doubts and reservations have now been removed because I can clearly see that the Jalsa was organized purely for the sake of Allah. This occasion was a chance for me to rejuvenate my faith and during the bath, having joined the Khalifa in the prayer following the bath, I am convinced that my prayers will be accepted. Thus, by watching the Jalsa proceeding is a means for people's faith to become strengthened. Nikias Gibri Sahib, who is a new convert from Australia, writes that the international bath was a truly remarkable experience for me and I have never experienced such a spiritual state as I did at the time. It was a spiritual atmosphere that it filled me with such satisfaction of the heart and a spiritual pleasure. Yusuf al-Habisa Sahib, a new convert from Lesotho, says that this is my first Jalsa and I have seen the Khalifa for the first time. The manner in which he mentioned the evils and ills of society and the way in which he highlighted their reform through the lofty teachings of Islam is something that I have never heard before and nor did I learn it from Christianity. When I was searching about Ahmadiyyat and when I saw the picture of the Khalifa for the first time, during that time, Allah the Almighty told me in a dream that this is the true religion. In actual fact, me turning to Ahmadiyyat and accepting the true Islam is only because of the guidance from Allah the Almighty which was bestowed to me after seeing the Khalifa of the time. Having witnessed the Jalsa for the first time and seeing the faith-inspiring event of the bad ceremony and being a part of it, I feel a change within me as if I have been given a new life. Belombia Sahib, who is a history teacher in Germany and he did the bad three to four years ago, he says that we joined the Jalsa virtually but it was as if I was physically present there. He further states that the atmosphere of the Jalsa and the address of the Khalifa had such an extraordinary impact that it felt as if I was physically part of the Jalsa. The international Jalsa is a living proof that the Jamaat is united and all Ahmadis around the world are united at the hand of one Khalifa 
and all the Ahmadis desire to understand their own responsibilities. He further stated that everyone is eager to listen to the guidance from the Khalifa and strive to act upon them. He then said that in the concluding address, he imparted clear guidance in very simple words and they were something that every member of society can easily understand. This address reminds us clearly of our responsibilities, especially in the Albanian society that we live in, where women face many issues with regards to their rights. Then Gunarumji Saiba from a region of Niger says that having listened to the address in the ladies' Jalsaga, I have learned about the true rights of women and the responsibilities of women. She further states, and when you mentioned about how Hazrat Ammajan would look after the children and the way she would ensure for the exemplary moral training, from that moment I vowed that there that I would also pay particular attention to the moral training of my children so that they become exemplary servants of their faith. Thus, just observe how Allah the Almighty brings about changes in people. Then Atif Zahid Sahib, who is a missionary from Adelaide, writes, that the time of difference between Adelaide and London is eight and a half hours and all the programs of Jalsa were to be broadcast late at night according to the Adelaide time. There was a worry that people would not turn up and attendance would be poor. However, People demonstrated extraordinary levels of sincerity and despite Friday being a working day, people came to the mosque to listen to the sermon and people were present during the international bath as well. Members stayed up till 3am to listen to the concluding address. He further states that the love everyone had was clearly visible and we are also grateful to MTA. Gulyan I. Makina Sahib of Kazakhstan writes that with the blessings of God, the Jalsa came to a conclusion successfully and the addresses of the Khalifa and also the speeches by other speakers on an array of topics were very interesting and beneficial. These speeches have left a lasting impression on me. I also learned of new ways to propagate the message of Islam and I am sure that other listeners also got the answers to their questions. She further states, that through this Jalsa, Allah the Almighty enabled me to reaffirm my pledge of allegiance. May Allah the Almighty open the hearts and eyes of the people and may they have the opportunity to accept the true guidance. Shima Qasim Saiba from Yemen says that we watched the Jalsa proceedings and it seemed as if we were in paradise and that it was as if the Son of Islam, as it were, has shown over us once again and our hearts and souls were given a new lease of life. The spirit of true faith, love, unity and morals was breathed into us. Although physically we may have been far apart, but our hearts were right beside you. We were all present under the same roof and nobody aside from an Ahmadi can feel these sentiments. Despite the fact that there is torrential rain in our country at the moment, but during the three days of Jalsa the weather was perfectly fine and by the grace of Allah we were able to watch all the Jalsa proceedings. O oh Allah, bless Khilafat until eternity for without it we have no existence nor any purpose to life. Then another Arab lady, Dua Sahiba from Kababil says, 
that I tried to take notes of your addresses, and I am very grateful for the attention you drew towards women's rights in the concluding address. She further states that I am a follower of that religion which safeguards my rights and sentiments, and I feel proud relaying all these points to my non-Muslim friends. Then you also informed us about the rights of men from a woman's perspective, from which I can assess whether or not I fulfill the rights due to my father, brothers or my husband. During the bed ceremony, it felt as if we were with the Khalifa and as if there was no country or ocean separating us. And I was so happy that it was nigh that my heart would burst because of all the emotions. Amtul Shafi Saiba has written from Jordan that I heard your address on the opening day of Jalsa and upon realising our immense responsibilities, my entire body began to tremble. During the programme on the second day, I witnessed the love Ahmadis from the village of Waganda had for the promised Messiah and for the Khalifa. Even though this village was extremely impoverished, and its residents are deprived from some of the basic necessities of life, yet hearing the words of one of its chiefs brought tears to my eyes. He said that he loved Allah, his Messenger وسلم, and the promised Messiah Although these words he uttered were very simple, but they had a profound impact upon my heart. Marwa Abdullah Sahiba from Egypt writes, but Amirul Mu'mineen, your addresses and the speeches of the various speakers have enriched our hearts with the wealth of spirituality. During this time, I began to spiritually fly in the heavens and was anxious to meet my Lord. It is my heartfelt desire to attain the stage which you've mentioned, whereby the soul is at peace. My heart desires that I become so immersed in the love of God and in my ardent desire to meet Him that I become completely unaware of what is happening around me. Though my physical body would be visible to the people, however, my soul would be floating in the heavenly abode of God and His Messenger's love, peace be upon Him. The Arabs have a particular quality of being able to articulate their words in order to express their sincerity and loyalty. May Allah the Almighty enable her to progress in her faith and belief. Nazlan Asghan Sahib from Malaysia is a new Ahmadi. He is very humble and lives a very simple life and his financial situation is not very good. He did not have enough money to view the jalsa on the internet, and so he picked some mangoes from the tree opposite his house and sold them. He then purchased data for internet from the money he acquired from the mangoes, and then watched the proceedings of the jalsa. Sini Baltes Saib, who is a non-Ahmadi from Guinea-Bissau, watched the Jalsa proceedings and said that until this day, I have never seen such a program where people listen to their leader with such great love and respect. Also, the scenes from the international bath were extremely beautiful. He had only seen the scenes from the international bath where the entire Jamaat was united at one hand. He states 
After witnessing these scenes, I am convinced that the Ahmadiyya Jamaat shows utmost obedience to its Khalifa, and this is a secret to its success. The Ahmadiyya Jamaat is indeed a true Jamaat, and you are all on the right path. Suraya Gomez Saiba from Mexico says that I had the opportunity to listen to the various addresses of Jalsa Salana UK, and I found the concluding address to be the most interesting in which the rights of women were mentioned and how to improve the atmosphere within our homes. I will try to implement these Islamic teachings in my life. And apart from this, I became extremely emotional on the occasion of the bad ceremony, and those feelings cannot be put into words, but I was experiencing great joy and peace. Then a new Ahmadi from Guinea-Bissau brought her non-Ahmadi friend, Zebun Nisar, to watch the Jalsa proceedings. She says that she watched all the programs of the three days of Jalsa and particularly heard your addresses. On the last day, she announced, by the non-Ahmadi lady, she announced that I had many reservations about the Ahmadiyya Jamaat, but upon hearing the addresses of your Khalifa, all of my reservations have been removed and I announced that I entered the Ahmadiyya Jamaat and I will also dedicate my son to serve the Ahmadiyya Jamaat. Gambakita Saiba lives in a village in Guinea-Bissau and watched the proceedings of Jalsa UK. When she heard about the international bad, she inquired more details about it from the local Muallim. And the local Muallim told her about the ten conditions of the bath. Following this, she took part in the bath ceremony and repeated all the words of the bath and also heard the concluding address. At the end, she said, I accepted Ahmadiyyat as soon as the international bath took place. However, after this address, I wish to announce that if there is anyone who can today save the Muslim Ummah, then it is Khilafat Ahmadiyya. And today I announce that I enter the fold of Ahmadiyyat and I will also advise my children to accept Ahmadiyyat because Ahmadiyyat is a true Islam. A missionary serving in Congo Brazzaville writes that various Jamaats had the opportunity to collectively watch all the proceedings of the Jalsa live on MTA Africa and the addresses had an impact on many people. And by the grace of Allah the Almighty, due to listening to the proceedings of the Jalsa, and the addresses, 23 people had the opportunity to do bad during these days. Mr. Mambora Ibn Jili Sahib from Congo Brazzaville, who is a Christian, was invited to watch the Jalsa. He watched the proceedings of the Jalsa for two days and then said that for the last two days I've been listening about the rights owed to Allah and His creation, righteousness and seeking forgiveness which have become deeply rooted in my heart. I am experiencing a change in myself. In our church, apart from mentioning how to ward off magic spells or to get rid of evil spirits, we are not told anything. I have decided to enter your Jamaat because I experienced spiritual tranquility here. And so he did the bad and entered the community. A new Muslim convert from Burkina Faso, Misa Bisa Sahib says, that this was my first time seeing Khalifatul Masih life. I have only recently joined Islam and this thought would always enter my mind 
that the world certainly has to become united at the hands of one leader. When I saw the members of the Ahmadiyya Jamaat, I could see the unity and that is why I started to offer my prayers in the Ahmadiyya Mosque. Today, I took part in the Jalsa Salana UK and the International Bad Ceremony where all the Ahmadis had joined through MTA. And after witnessing this all, I felt at peace and the idea that everyone needs to unite under one hand, which I would always ponder over, was something that I was able to witness before my very eyes and found the answer to this question. Thus, I announced that I accept Ahmadiyyat and I will also tell my family members to follow the Khalifa. The President of the Jamaat in Sri Lanka writes about the acceptance of Ahmadiyyat. He writes that arrangements were made in the local Jamaats to collectively watch the Jalsa proceedings. And despite the difficult circumstances the country is passing through, and extreme difficulty in transportation. 50 people, including Ahmadis and non-Ahmadis, attended the Jamaat Centre in Colombo and watched the Jalsa and the International Bad Ceremony. On this occasion, two people did the Bad and entered the Jamaat. Similarly, members collectively watched the Jalsa via live streaming in Nagombo, Basiala and Polonrua, and all the programmes were translated into Tamil language. As a result of these programmes, four people had the opportunity to accept Ahmadiyyat. The report from Albania is that they were playing the proceedings live on YouTube in Albanian language and it was being viewed by Albanians in Albania, Kosovo, Macedonia and Germany etc. Albert Saib, who is a Muslim and currently under Tablig, took part in the concluding session of the Jalsa Salana UK for the first time. Upon the conclusion of the Jalsa, he said, that the address of Khalifa al-Masih was filled with Quranic verses, accounts from the life of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and rational arguments, but at the same time it was delivered in very simple words. The allegations which people raised with regards to the rights of women were all answered in this address. After a short while leaving from there, he called and continued to express his sentiments with regards to the Ahmadiyya Jamaat and the Jalsa. He said that the Ahmadiyya Jamaat is the true Islam, when the Ten Conditions of Bayt were mentioned, he referred to a book of the Jamaat in Albanian language which mentioned the Ten Conditions of Bayt and he said that he had read them and was now ready to enter the Jamaat and thus he entered the Ahmadiyya Jamaat. The local Muallim of Congo Brazzaville writes, that the husband of Yokos TV had already accepted Ahmadiyyat and it was his desire that his wife also accept Islam. He was preaching to her as well as praying. However, his wife was not willing to leave the church. She was invited to watch the proceedings of the Jalsa Salana and she watched all three days of the Jalsa proceedings. On the final day of the Jalsa, she said, that for the last three days I have been comparing what my priest and your Khalifa say and I have come to the conclusion that the words of the Khalifa carry great significance and every word he says enters the heart, whereas we listen to our priest every day, but never have we felt that his words have impacted our hearts. And so she did the birth and entered the Jamaat. These were just a few accounts I have narrated. And as you would have seen during the Jalsa proceedings, that notable personalities also sent their messages. A total of 126 messages were received from various politicians and leaders from all around the world. 
Out of these messages, 101 were video messages and 25 written messages, and these included messages from ministers and MPs as well. Apart from the UK, these messages were received from USA, Canada, Sierra Leone, Uganda, Liberia, New Zealand, Spain and Holland. Also, arrangements to watch via live streaming were made in 53 countries and they all participated in the Jalsa UK, including Europe, Africa and Asia. And there were 80 different locations amongst these 53 countries where people gathered to watch the Jalsa. In relation to the press and media coverage, invitations were not sent out due to COVID-19. However, two media outlets made a special request to attend and they were granted permission. The press section initially felt that it would be a huge challenge of how to inform the world of the Jalsa Salana. However, Allah the Almighty provided the arrangements himself and two media outlets came, including the BBC and one other channel. Apart from this, BBC, ITV, Metro, LBC, BBC Radio Surrey, BBC South Today, BBC News website, etc. all gave coverage and other media outlets also gave coverage based on these reports. Also, eight regional media outlets also provided coverage. And apart from this, 28 websites published news reports or articles about the Jalsa. These websites have a reach of more than 20 million users. And as for print media, there were 14 articles printed in newspapers regarding the Jalsa and the readership of these newspapers is 1.2 million. The Jalsa Salana was covered on various TV channels spanning 32 programmes and the viewership of these TV channels is more than 12 million. The Jalsa Salana UK was mentioned in 33 radio station programmes and the audience of these radio stations is more than 1 million. And through social media and various media outlets, journalists and public figures posted messages about the Jalsa which have a reach of more than 12 million people. The press and media department made videos which they posted on social media reaching more than 234,000 people. And with all of this combined, the Jalsa coverage reached more than 57.5 million people. Since journalists could not attend, the press and media department collaborated with the UK community's Tablir i Outreach Department and sent food from the Langa to 32 journalists which was positively received and greatly appreciated. A journalist from BBC South, Edward Salt, said that I had a great time at the Jalsa, the hospitality was excellent and I enjoyed listening to the various speeches and I look forward to working with you in the future. And another journalist said that I was astonished by your community's open-heartedness. A journalist named Natasha Devon said that in reality all religions are similar. Good people use religion to unite one another and to help the poor. 
whereas evil people use religion for evil purposes. And Jalsa Salana is certainly an example of the good people. In terms of coverage by MTA, a total of 1,885 posts, pictures and videos were posted to social media, which reached 4 million people, and 213,000 people liked these posts and left comments. 1,236 videos were uploaded to social media, which were watched by 231,000 people. If the total time spent watching these videos is calculated, it comes to 470,000 hours. The MTA website was visited by 24,000 people 90,000 times. MTA Africa reports that the live Jalsa Salana proceedings were broadcast on 20 different channels. Some of these were state channels, while others were public channels, and some were also private channels which were watched throughout the country. These channels include Gambia National TV, Sierra Leone National TV, Liberia National TV, and many other private channels. The international bad was also broadcast on these channels. And my addresses were shown on 20 TV channels, which reached 35 million people. Aside from the live coverage of Jalsa, various news items about the Jalsa were prepared and sent throughout Africa, and 15 channels played news stories regarding the Jalsa on all three days, which reached 15 million people. There was also a lot of coverage done by the Review of Religions. Their coverage was done through social media and YouTube. There were 40 articles written related to Jalsa, 12 videos were made and more than 110 posts were made on social media and this coverage of Jalsa reached 300,000 people. Thus, by the grace of Allah the Almighty, the Jalsa was granted great success by Allah the Almighty and as I mentioned, I have only presented a few examples of the various incidents and sentiments which have been received. May Allah the Almighty increase every Ahmadi's belief and conviction and rather than being temporary, may the impacts of Jalsa be everlasting. After the Friday prayer, I will lead the funeral prayers of some members and will make mention of them. The first mention is of respected Nusrat Qudrat Sultana Sahiba, wife of respected Qudratullah Adnan Sahib of Canada. She recently passed away at the age of 55. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. Verily to Allah we belong and to Him shall we return. She was regular in offering prayers. She would regularly offer tahajjud prayer and was a very virtuous, sincere and pious person. While she was in the hospital, there was not a single doctor to whom she did not propagate the message of Islam. There was an Arab Muslim doctor who used to visit Nusrat Saiba to listen to her reciting the Holy Quran and she would recite Surah Yasin for her. She would bring up Khilafat in every conversation and she was extremely loyal to Khilafat. Many of her relatives are not Ahmadi and are Sunnis and she preached to all of them as well, saying that they should pledge allegiance to the Imam of the time. She is survived by her husband and three children. One of her sons is Raziullah Numan, a student of Jamia Ahmadiyya, Canada. He has one brother and one sister.
Her husband says that my wife spent her life like a life devotee. She spent all of her energy and strove for the upbringing of our children. She had a great deal of love and a bond with Khilafat. As I mentioned, she had a special passion for Tabligh and she instilled the same passion within her children as well. Hence, all of her children have a passion for Tabligh and I have observed that this is no ordinary passion but is quite extraordinary by the grace of Allah the Almighty. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, these children were raised in a special manner and they have a special inclination towards studies. Allah the Almighty has granted them these special capabilities and many people convert as a result of their efforts. As I mentioned, one of her sons, Raziullah Numan, is in Jamia and is doing excellent work. May Allah the Almighty enable him and all of her children to always selflessly serve the faith in the future as well and to be the inheritors of their mother's prayers. Her son, Jariullah Adnan, says that our mother was a pious, virtuous, righteous and exemplary Ahmadi lady. She had a special connection with Allah the Almighty. She was always concerned with the upbringing of her children and she would always turn to Allah the Almighty. She took great care of orphans and she had firm belief in God since her childhood. She had cancer and when she was diagnosed, even then she was content with the will of God. In fact, she would tell us that we need to be strong and that our faith in Allah the Almighty should strengthen. She would also say to her doctors that life and death is no great matter. In fact, what really matters is that a person should live their life in a way that everyone is pleased with them and the person themselves is content with their conduct. May Allah the Almighty elevate her station. The next funeral is of respected Chaudhary Latif Ahmed Jumat Sahib, who also recently passed away at the age of 79. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. Verily, to Allah we belong, and to Him shall we return. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, He was a Musi. And Ahmadiyyat was established in his family through his grandfather, Hazrat Chaudhary Muhammad Deen Sahib, Vasil Baki Nabis whose name is recorded in the list of 313 companions in the book Anjami Atam Ruhani Khazain, volume 11, page 325, at number 3, where the name Mia Muhammad Deen of District Gujarat is written. Chaudhary Latif Jumat Sahib obtained his MSc in Mathematics in 1966 from Punjab Lahore University. He then became a part of the Department of education and from 1966 to 1968 he served in Talimul Islam High School Rabwa as a teacher. Similarly from 1968 to 1994, about a period of 26 years he worked in the education department of Sierra Leone. He served as a teacher and principal in an excellent manner. He was a life devotee and after returning from Africa he served for about five years as Naib Vakilul Malsani and then he served for seven years as Naib Vakilul Malsalis. As I mentioned, that he served as a teacher at the Ahmadiyya school in Sierra Leone and he formally dedicated his life in 1971. On 1st January 2007, he was appointed as Vakilul Mal Salis. Hence, his total period of service spanned more than half a century. His wife, Rashida Latif Sahiba, says that my husband was in Sierra Leone and I went there after we got married. Upon my arrival, he advised that it would be difficult for a life devotee to buy Asian foods there. And so a life devotee and his wife should eat their local food. And so I should learn to cook the local foods. 
This afforded us great ease in the future. It was very simple and caring. Those who worked with him have also mentioned the kindness with which he treated them. And everyone has commended him. May Allah the Almighty grant him forgiveness and mercy and elevate his station. May Allah the Almighty grant patience to his family. He has one son and one daughter. One of his children passed away in childhood. May Allah the Almighty enable his children to carry on his virtues. The third mention is of Mushtaq Ahmed Alam Sahib, son of late respected Muhammad Alam of Mira Barka, Mirpur Azad Kashmir. He passed away on 19th July 2022 at the age of 60. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. Verily to Allah we belong and to him shall we return. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, he was a Musi, and he is survived by his wife, six sons and two daughters. Three of his sons and a son-in-law have committed the Holy Qur'an to memory, and three of his sons are missionaries, one of whom is Hafiz Muzaffar Ahmad Muzammil, who is serving in Senegal in West Africa. The second son is Hafiz Akhlaq Ahmad, and the third son is Abdul Khaliq Sahib, who is specialising in archaeology. His son in Senegal could not be present for the funeral. May Allah the Almighty grant him patience and fortitude and grant mercy and forgiveness to the deceased. And as I mentioned, I will offer their funeral prayers in absentia after the Friday prayer. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Nahmadu, Nasainu, Nasafiru, Wanomeno Behi, Wanatawakalo, Wanauzubillah, Himin Shurian for Sena, Women say, Thank you.